In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God. Today is a day that we keep as a summer Pascha. In this feast, we honor and marvel at the everlasting life of Mary the Theotokos. We heard in the Gospel a woman's praise of Jesus' mother. Blessed is the womb that bore you, and the breast which you nursed. The Lord's reply to that woman is not to tell her that she is wrong for saying these words. So often we hear it in the English as rather or some, uh, some sort of rebuke. Instead, the true understanding is that Christ amplifies the praise this woman gives to his mother, if we hear it correctly. He says, really, yes, truly, blessed are those that hear the word of God and keep it. Mary, our Lord and God's mother, deserved the praise of this woman because Mary heard God's word and gave her assent continually to God's will. The Theotokos kept God's words and pondered them in her heart for her entire life, and she continues to do so in heaven. The apostles buried her in a tomb in Gethsemane and then discovered her tomb empty, just as they discovered Christ's tomb empty on the third day. Then they knew of the great event of her ascension into heaven. She is shown in this event, this feast, to be blessed above all creation by her Son and our God, because she is the first human being whom Christ took their earthly body and reunited it to their soul in, in his kingdom. And with her soul in heaven, she is sitting at his right hand now in the heavenly throne room. Her life followed the template of her son's life. Her life is an iconographic life, you could say. It lights up the way before us. It points toward the holiness we are called toward. She entirely and voluntarily was formed in the image of her son and her God. She did everything that Christ did. Every shape and contour of her life and even her death were stamped with the image of Christ. Mary is continually honored and formed by her son and God to be the exemplar of life in him, from infancy to the everlasting life after the grave. We keep the Theotokos' memory and celebrate her dormition and ascension into heaven today as the culmination of the liturgical year, because this is when the holiest human being completed her union with God. St. Gregory Palamas boldly takes the opportunity of this feast to teach us the theological depth of her importance for us Christians. He praises her in his Dormition homily in ways that seem scandalous to many of our ears and to some of our hearts. Yet his high praise of her teaches us how fundamental she is for our spiritual lives. Today, I would like to present his teaching to you in some portion, little excerpts from his, homilies, from his homily on this feast. St. Gregory describes God's workmanship in her life in this way. It is as though God wanted to set up an icon of everything good and in so doing to display his own image clearly to angels and men. And thus he made her so truly beautiful. Bringing together all the various means he had used to adorn all the rest of creation. He made her a world of everything good, both the visible and invisible. Or rather he revealed as the synthesis of divine and angelic and human loveliness a nobler beauty to embellish both worlds, originating from earth, but reaching up through her ascension, now from the tomb to heaven, to the heavens and beyond. She united things below with things above and embraces 
the whole creation with the wonder with the wondrous wonders that are surrounding her. The fact that she tasted death, which meant that she was a little lower than the angels who have not tasted death, however, also increases the universal excellence of the Mother of God, and that this too is an icon of Christ. That is why all things rightly join together to rejoice at the celebration today of this event. How highly St. Gregory praises her as the icon of the life in Christ, and how she is the pinnacle of all that is good and beautiful. Everything about the Theotokos' life, even her death, was a voluntary, humble, and unfailing yes to God. Her unity to her son was so unfathomably great that she, in a mystery, participated in every salvific event of Christ's earthly life. She was there, St. Gregory says, cooperating with and sharing in the sufferings of the self-emptying of the Word of God. In her earthly life, she participated in Christ through patient endurance in all kinds of asceticism, through prayers and exertions for the whole world, and counsels and exhortations for those going to the ends of the earth to preach. She supported the apostles. And assisting by various means in the proclamation of the gospel. Thus, she showed that her whole life, her behavior, her mind, her words, were utterly devoted to godly striving. Her life was completely conformed to his. She was so shaped to Christ that St. Gregory teaches us that the Theotokos even chose to die. Death did not come to her as it does for so many of us, as a surprise or in fearing of its approach. Rather, just as our Lord voluntarily gave himself up, as we say in the liturgy, to his death on the cross for our salvation, she, the All-Holy Mother, for Adam's sake and to show herself his daughter, St. Gregory's words, gave herself to death's grasp. She did this even though she was completely united and informed to life himself by the overshadowing of the Holy Spirit at the Annunciation and in carrying the immortal one in her womb, she became immortal, though she chose to die. And even after her burial, she continued to be imprinted with the life of her son, the Word of God. So she was justly glorified and lifted up with him in the ascension into heaven, which is not the name that we give this feast, we give it to her Dormition, but we also are commemorating her ascension into heaven to continue with Gregory, constantly adding great gifts to the extraordinary ones that are already bestowed on upon her. Namely, that she bore the immortal one in her womb and gave birth to the word of God. We honor her with this summer Lent and Paschal feast because she showed herself to be the pinnacle of the created world, the queen of creation. As that holy Gregory tells us, she is the frontier between the created and uncreated nature. There is no man that shall come to God except if he be truly illumined through her. It was through the Theotokos alone that the Lord came to us. There is an eternal and spiritual principle present in this feast. St. Gregory teaches us this spiritual law in this way. It is the eternal custom in heaven that those who are lesser should participate in those who are greater and in what lies beyond existence, the Holy Trinity. And the Virgin Mother is incomparably greater than all the rest of creation. Her birth giving to the Word of God placed her above every created thing. And at the same time, her yes to God, her continual yes, brought him within reach of all. The virgin birth of Jesus is not just a mere biographical fact of her motherhood, kept in the memory through songs, 
and Holy Writ, our scriptures, something that is a simple aside to the gospel message, or nor is it a tangent to the issues of Christological dogma. No, her motherhood of the God-man is an integral part of our spiritual lives. She continues to be and acts as the mother of God to this very day. And so she adopts every person who desires to unite with her son. She continually labors for the world. She bears the world within her. She is a constant, though often quiet and even silent, intercessor for us before the throne of God. She is the mother of us all. As our mother, she pours down abundant grace and bestows the possibility of reaching up to her and her son. She is the receptacle of such great graces who lavishes the highest benefits upon us in her goodness. St. Gregory calls her both the treasure house and the mistress of God's riches. In a summary, I can't think of a more succinct and to-the-point way to state the Theotokos' role in our unity with Christ, that is, our salvation in Christ, than what I was told Father Richard Ballou said at least once. The mother of God lives in my heart. How beautiful. May each of us be able to say in truth the same as Father Richard, and in truth receive the seal of her protection and be formed in the image of her son just as she is. She resides in the hearts of those that honor her today, and may we receive God's riches through her abundant blessings. Most holy Theotokos, save us.